Let's read our scripture uh, lessons for today. Uh, some short verses. First from John 3, 16, probably a verse you've heard before. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And then one more from 2 Corinthians. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Amen. Uh, as you may know, uh, many churches have, uh, are not meeting today. Um, they figure that they celebrate Christmas last night, and, uh, uh, and so they're encouraging uh, families just to stay home today with their families, enjoy the day, and, and uh, I understand that, and I, I, I appreciate that. But uh, I've done enough uh, Christmas Sundays uh, that I can honestly say that I really love being here on Christmas morning and being with you guys. Uh, really, no. <laughs> Not just because I'm paid to be here, no. <laughs> no, but I really, I truly enjoy it because I feel like I'm with extended family and you are truly my brothers and sisters in Christ and, um, and that means a lot to me. So uh, it must mean the same to you, otherwise you probably wouldn't be here either. So, so thank you for being part of the family today. Uh, I think it really means a lot. And uh, as Larry said, I mean, it really is there a better place to be, you know, really with, uh, with the church family, celebrating what's most important about this day. I don't know about you. I don't know if you had a chance to open up presents last night or you've already done so this morning, um, but I was just kind of wondering, uh, what was the best gift you received? Um, I don't know. What did you get? Did you get a new coat or a new shirt or something? Uh, uh, I remember my grandmother used to give us underwear every Christmas. <laughs> every Christmas. Oh, thanks, Grandma. <laughs> she worked at a clothing store, you know, so I mean, uh, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know, did you receive like a new laptop or, uh, or, or, uh, or how about a drone? I know that was the biggest gift last year was to receive a drone. Uh, <laughs> Or was it simply the fact that a loved one came home to be with you on the holidays? I mean, maybe that was it, or something else. Well, this morning I want to suggest that the very best gift that any of us could hope to receive is, the, the, is God's gift of His own Son, Jesus Christ. God so loved the world that He gave His own, one and only Son, proclaims John. It's the gift announced by the angels that bright night long ago, right? Behold, I bring you good news of great joy for all the people, for unto you was born this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now, God gives us many gifts to be sure, many blessings, but the very best gift is the gift of His Son. Now, it seems to me that to, for something to be called the best gift, uh, well, I mean, that's to make quite a claim for it, right? Right? And in order to deserve that title, uh, I think that, that a gift has to meet at least three criteria that I've come up with. It must not wear out. We must be able to take it wherever we go and be somewhat practical. And it should be personal. So how does God's gift, this gift from God, measure up? Well, we know that God's gift of His Son will never wear out. It's the only gift I know that doesn't rust or rot or fade away. 
I dare say that some of the, the nice gifts that our kids will receive, you know, today, chances are they might be broken a week later. <laughs> I think the best gift I ever received was, a, was my first bicycle, my two-wheeler bicycle. Um, I remember it so clearly because it was such an exciting day. And I happen to know that my father spent all Christmas Eve evening, after the kids had gone to bed, assembling this bicycle. Uh, I don't know, it was from Sears or something. It was red and white and black. And then we ran into the room, and, and there was that bicycle, and it was the most beautiful thing I've, I've, I had ever seen. And I know my dad was relieved because he finally got the bike all built and everything ready to go. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't imagine a better gift, and so I was out in the neighborhood riding that bicycle around, um, best gift ever. But, you know, it wore out two years later, and uh, it ended up in a junk heap. All the material gifts we receive will endure the same fate. In fact, as you know, many companies, you know, have, have marked goods for planned obsolescence. You know, they are designed to wear out after a certain amount of time so that you'll buy a new one. Things just aren't built to last. I don't care what the, what the uh, Maytag man says, not built to last. Material gifts bring temporary pleasure, to be sure. I mean, it's fun to receive these gifts, but they are not the best of gifts just because they're so temporary and uncertain. So Christ Himself warns us. He says, remember from the Sermon on the Mount, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume, where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Treasures in heaven, these are the best gifts. These are spiritual gifts, spiritual blessings. They are good gifts because they are lasting gifts. But the best gift of all, the gift of Jesus Christ, He doesn't rust away, like I say, He never wears out. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He comes with a billion-year warranty. Guaranteed by God to last forever. He is one of the few gifts that will outlast us, for as Isaiah put it, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. So Christ is the best gift because we can experience over the whole of our lifetime and beyond. We never tire of the Christmas story because it is is tremendously durable, and it tells of a gift that will never wear out. Secondly, God's gift of His Son is also the best gift because He can be taken with us wherever we go. In order for something to qualify as the very best gift, it has to be equally practical and meaningful in all kinds of situations, no matter where we are. And no material gift can really meet that criterion. Jesus Christ is is the best gift because He's always with us. In fact, one of His names given to Him, of course, is Emmanuel, which means God with us. No matter where we are, God is present. No matter where we go, God goes with us. And of course, uh, like a material thing, we cannot see Him, but nevertheless, uh, He makes His presence felt. I know if you, you may remember the story I told of the little boy who was out flying a kite, and uh, it was a windy day, and he kept, you know, 
uh, hauling out the line on the line as the kite went higher and higher and disappeared into the clouds. And uh, one adult observer was kind of joking with the kid and said, how do you know the kite's still up there? And, and the kid said, well, well mister, uh, I can't see it, but I can feel it tugging on the line. I feel it tugging on the line. We can't see Jesus Christ, but can't we feel Him tugging at our heartstrings, making His presence known? Maybe we've all had those experiences where God's presence, the, the presence of, the, of our Lord was almost tangible. No matter where we go, He goes with us. So where are we going? Are we going into temptation? Well, God uh, in Jesus Christ promises to be with us and to give us strength so that we are not overcome by temptation. Are we headed for illness, perhaps anticipating a visit to the hospital? Then Christ goes with us in all His healing power. Are we moving to another part of the country, you know, where we're giving up, well, at least we're leaving our friends and all that we know to be familiar? Well, know that Christ goes with you and is the one stable force in a changing world for you. Are we worried about keeping our job or, or finding a job, finding a, finding a job or a new one? Then Christ goes before us to guide us and He reassures us of our inherent value and our worth to Him. Are we headed, are we, are we moving in the direction of, of, of fear, uh, uncertainty of the future? He goes with us as a constant companion, offering us comfort and the assurance of hope. So no matter what situation we are headed for, the words of Jesus come to mind, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So this gift from God, this gift of Jesus Christ, is a gift that's practical. So many things we get for Christmas are, are pretty impractical, actually. Nice to look at, maybe, but uh, not very functional. Can you imagine receiving some of the 12 gifts of Christmas that we sing about? I mean, what would we do with a partridge in a pear tree? What would we do with eight lords a-leaping? And above all, what would we do with 12 drummers drumming, <laughs> constantly, rump-a-pum-pum, rump-a-pum-pum-pum-pum-pum-pum. What would we do? Not practical. It's as bad as giving whistles to your kids on Christmas morning. <laughs> Worst mistake ever. Worst mistake. Not practical. Not so with God's gift the gift of His presence in Christ, because in Him our deepest needs are met. He gives comfort to the afflicted. He strengthens the weak. He encourages the downhearted. He, he, uh, he gives meaning and purpose to those who have no hope. In short, His life brings eternal life to all of us, which is not just beyond, just, you know, beyond the grave, but new life now. God's gift is the very best gift not only because it doesn't wear out, but because His transforming, helpful, life-giving presence can be taken with us wherever we go. It seems to me that, you know, for it to be the very best gift, 
then that gift has to be supremely personal. That is, the gift giver took time to really think about us individually, about our unique needs and wants. Well, when God sent His Son into the world, when He gave us Jesus, He had you and me specifically in mind. You know, the, the you in the angelic message uh, always sticks out, uh, stands out for me. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, to you, to you, and to you, and to you, and to you, and to me. It's personal. Unto us is born a Savior. And even if we were the only sinner separated from God on this planet, Jesus would still come and He would die for us on the cross because God loves each and every one of us as if we were the most precious thing in all the universe. Max Licato writes, If God had a calendar, your birthday would be circled. If He drove a car, your name would be on His bumper. If there's a tree in heaven, He's carved your name in the bark. We know He has a tattoo, and we know what it says. In Isaiah, chapter 49, verse 16, God says, I've written your name on my hand, the palm of my hand. God gave us His Son with each of us as individuals in mind. You've probably heard this before. I, I, like, I like what it says. If our greatest need was information, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need was for technology, God would have sent a scientist. If our greatest need was for pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. If our greatest need was for money, God would have sent an economist. But since our greatest need is for forgiveness, God sent a Savior. But God's gift in Jesus is personal in another sense, because it seems to me that the best gifts uh, I received were gifts that always reflected the giver in some way. That is, they have put something of themselves into the gift. You know, the things that I treasure most <clears throat> are the things that uh, the kids made me when they were little, you know, the, the drawings and the pictures, and they put their name on it, and maybe they drew a picture of me. Or, you know, those ceramic projects at school, the paperclip holder and the, uh, the cup, and, uh, you know, it says the world's best dad. And, uh, you know, the pencil holder and stuff, and then they, you know, they inscribe their little name in there, you know, Mike and Jill and Stephen and so on. They shape those things with their own hands, you know, and there's something about that. They've put themselves into the gift. It's kind of the same way with when you take the time to actually handwrite a letter rather than sending an email, you know, there's a difference there, right? They've, they've kind of put something of themselves into it. It's, it's their handwriting. I think we get that. Turns out God gave us the best gift of all because God put Himself entirely into His gift to us. He came to us in Jesus. I mean, talk about personal, right? The best gift is wrapped up in the person of Jesus with you 
and me in mind. So given the fact that this gift will never wear out, we can take it wherever we go, it's eminently practical, it's something that's intensely personal, then you and I would want to say with the Apostle Paul, thanks be to God for His indescribable, inexpressible gift. Wow. But like any gift, we have to receive it and we have to unwrap its meaning for our lives. And we receive and accept that gift by faith. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. To believe in Him, to receive Him in faith is to turn our hearts into a manger, allowing Christ to be born in us. It's to say to God, God, I'm, I need you in my life. I'm tired of living apart from you. There's got to be more to life than what I'm experiencing right now, so come. Come, come into my heart. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me what you've got. Be born in my heart today so that I might experience true joy, true love, true hope. Come in. And if we pray that prayer and we do so, you know, in a genuine way, that's where Christmas begins. That's where it starts. And God promises to come in to indwell us and indeed to change us. Not necessarily overnight, but all of a sudden there's a new passion. There's a new priority. Everything seems new. So if you receive that gift by faith, you put your trust in Him as your Lord and Savior, then you will have received the best gift anybody could receive in this life. It's there for the taking. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to deserve it. It's given freely to you and to me just because He loves us. Wonder of wonders. I mean, unwrap it. May God bless you, and may the best gift make this the best Christmas you have ever had. Let's pray. Lord, we receive many gifts. We do so today or last night and over the course of the years, but nothing compares to the gift of Your Son. Thank You, God, for showing forth, for demonstrating Your love for us, for revealing Yourself to us, that You are a God who loves us, that You are a God who cares about us, that You are a God who goes with us, and that You are always there for us. Thank You, Lord, for coming to us as a person in Jesus Christ. We receive Him again anew into our heart and pray that we will now live for You. To You be the glory. Amen.